1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with
0: Viator. A few weeks after a military coup in Myanmar, Facebook has announced a ban on its platforms and accounts run by members of the military. Facebook tends to lean toward the side of free speech, sometimes even in the cases of harassment or biased or misleading news, and it tries to stay politically neutral. But with this move, Facebook is clearly taking a side. Joining us to discuss is Alex Ward, a White House reporter for Vox and a co-host of the Worldly podcast. Hey, Alex. Hey. So Facebook announces this ban on accounts on Facebook and on Instagram, that are run by the Myanmar military and I guess any related entities to them. Tell me why Facebook made this decision.
1: Well, we should take a quick step back here and remember that the internet is really new in Myanmar. And As it grew and it's, you know, people started to use it more, they turned to Facebook and it became effectively the de facto internet Hmm. of Myanmar. If you're against the government, if you're in the government, you're using it to promote your views. And of course, the military for years, um, and I should say the military has been effectively in charge of the country for, for decades, they use Facebook to get the disinformation propaganda out. It was also a prominent tool used by them to eradicate the Rohingya Muslims uh, from the country in 2017, which has led to about 700,000 to be displaced um, and others killed. So Facebook is kind of the lifeblood in a way of both the democratic process in Myanmar and also the, uh, the autocratic process in Myanmar.
0: So has Facebook always been okay with, you know, Myanmar military officials using their platform for such deadly purposes?
1: I mean, okay, in the sense of, like, if you ask Mark Zuckerberg, was he happy that this was happening? No. Uh-huh. Um, but they didn't really do anything to curtail it, um, which has been a constant criticism of Facebook around the world, right? Facebook is important for organizing rallies in, in many countries, you know, that I cover and a bunch of other reporters cover, as is, you know, WhatsApp and Telegram and all these kinds of apps. But Facebook is a, is a big one. Yeah. So... No. Did Facebook take a side, let's say, um, and they were okay with what happened? No, but they never really curtailed it, and I think that matters, right? Um, and so in this case, you could see why, the, again, I'm, I'm oversimplifying, but the democratic and autocratic sides of Myanmar turned to Facebook because it didn't really matter what you were posting mm-hmm. in general until Facebook decided it was it had gone too far. But both sides were getting their messages out for the last decade or so.
0: Right. So I guess what changed now? You said gone too far. I mean, what is different about uh, how Myanmar military officials were using Facebook now versus in, you know, 2017 when they were kind of inciting a genocide?
1: Well, there's been a coup, right? Mm-hmm. When you're talking about a coup here and you're having the coup leaders use Facebook as like the main tool to overthrow a pseudo-quasi-democratic government, now they look bad. They look like they're on the wrong side of democracy. And when it's been a while um, where Facebook has been, you know, hit hard over the Russia interference and all that kind of stuff, this is yet another issue in that trend. Uh, And on top of that, you've had the military now shutting off the Internet itself at night so as, you know, not to allow the protesters to organize, which they would be doing through Facebook or any other of these these channels. So I think Facebook perhaps realized that they were being used more in the negative space than in a positive space Mm. um, in this last decade or so. And let's just be clear, like the U.S. called out Myanmar, called it a coup, right? And when you have the U.S. government say— this is a coup. And then if you're Facebook, an American company, you know, being seen uh, perhaps by your government as abetting a coup, that doesn't help.
0: So, Alex, um, when you're saying that kind of the Facebook almost is the Internet in Myanmar, um, I'm curious what this ban looks like in practice. Um, tell me, like, if I was uh you know a resident of Myanmar uh, what what does Facebook look like right now for me and um tell me just what it's like to use the internet in, in a country um, that is undergoing a coup but also where those coup leaders cannot access the internet
1: well uh, again to take a quick step back let's remember that the democracy in the country really sprang up around 2009 or so and so that's when you had a bunch of foreign investment come in you had telecommunications companies come in mm-hmm. so the this last generation, this last decade, has been the birth of the internet in Myanmar, and of course, where would you go when you, you know, first starting to use the internet? You're going to go to the established social media platforms, the the Facebooks, the Twitters, the, and the Telegrams, and the and the WhatsApps, and all that. Uh, so now, what you have in Myanmar is. When the internet is working, when it is up, when the government allows it to be up, uh, you're on Facebook, or you're on all these other platforms that I mentioned, and you're using it to, of course, connect with your friends, to you know promote your business, to get your political messaging out, sure. all that kind of stuff. Um, now, when it's off, that... Sort of one track that you had to do all those things is gone, and so um, of course there are other platforms. It's not like people are completely shut out um, or that they only use Facebook. That's of course not the case, but mm-hmm. that was a prominent you know website used for all of this activity. So now it's kind of like the the backbone of Myanmar's internet. Let's say the thing through which a lot of you know activity across the board goes through. That's just no longer um, you know available.
0: Okay, so for folks who oppose the coup. Um, they have access to Facebook still, right? So they can organize, but I guess only during daylight hours?
1: effectively um they're trying to curtail facebook use at this point i should also say that there are uh the military has access to a bunch of surveillance technology to check on protesters so Mm. at this point kind of no matter what you use to to organize you're going to get found out um and this is a bit of a problem but yes you do have facebook being used by protesters to go against the military and and we're seeing these large demonstrations and in fact These are larger than we've ever seen for two reasons. One is this is about as a coup as you've had in recent time in Myanmar. And then two, you just have the internet. um, And so that you're able to organize. And Facebook, of course, is a part of that. So the military's thinking is shutting that off at night where a lot of people come out to demonstrate after work and all that. This will help them, you know, keep a hold on power.
0: Alex, I'm curious what your kind of big takeaway is from all of this. I mean, um, this is obviously one coup in one country and, you know, affects... Uh, the internet in a place that a lot of us haven't traveled to or maybe even know that much about but i wonder what this says about kind of the relationship between social media platforms and democracy uh not just in myanmar but i mean and obviously the u.s is not going through anything uh uh, similar but uh, there are similar questions i feel like that are raised about uh how much free speech should be tolerated how much violence uh are these platforms responsible for? I feel like some of the big picture takeaways that we discuss in the United States are reflected in the discourse around this decision in Myanmar.
1: I will admit to not being a, a technology, uh, you know, whiz as you are, but uh, I guess my takeaway here is what Facebook giveth, Facebook taketh away. As I mentioned before, like this is a tool that is used by pro-democracy folks and. Authoritarian folks. And right now we just haven't seen in Myanmar and around the world a way for Facebook to moderate language across the spectrum. So it's either available to use as you wish or it's just not available at all. And there are legitimate questions being asked about a platform like Facebook, you know, should there be more investment in content moderation? But of course, what does that mean for free speech? Or do you just kind of let you know a thousand flowers bloom and hope that they end up being a democratic garden? Um, I'm not sure either of these are, are the way forward, but that's what Myanmar brings up to me is that you have seen Facebook and other social media apps be incredibly helpful to the coup planners and those trying to oppose it.
0: Yeah, and to me, it also just shows how, you know, a decision made in Silicon Valley reverberates around the world, right? I mean, uh, these tech executives aren't just kind of overseeing Uh, American content moderation. They're almost overseeing a de facto foreign policy at times.
1: I mean, I don't think Mark Zuckerberg, when he was creating Facebook, thought that his platform would be used in part of a coup, but it's being used that way. And it's not just being used in Myanmar, it's being used everywhere. So Facebook is a tool, uh, again, of of democracy, of authoritarianism. Um, it is a multiple-edged sword, I guess, not even just double-edged. I can't imagine there's actually a way for Facebook to, to take a side, let's say, even in a decision like the one they made in Myanmar. But that's the problem, right? Like, this is very clearly a part of world politics now, is who has access to Facebook? Facebook and how it's being used. If you want to understand the way the world runs, not just a uh, Myanmar coup, you need to understand what Facebook is.
0: Alex Ward, White House reporter here at Vox. Thanks so much for joining us. And Alex and the team at Worldly, his other podcast, just did a whole episode about situation in Myanmar, so give that a listen. Thanks Alex. Thanks for having me.